Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, DJs! If you downloaded and listened to every single episode, you would have heard us talk about Moonbet, the world's first community-driven, decentralized iGaming ecosystem. Moonbet allows the community to become the owners of a world-class online sportsbook, casino, and esports betting platform by buying mbet tokens the mbet token is based on the binance smart chain and allows holders to receive 50 percent of the profits from the moonbet sportsbook and casino that moonbet token is on sale now live at bitforex.com it is your last chance to buy moonbet tokens and become an owner before it hits the market you can get up to 10 percent buying bonus but you have to act fast as there's only a limited supply of pre-sale tokens available eclipse the competition by heading over to moonbet.org to learn more absolute sports betting degeneracy hey everybody arch here and it is thursday max what's happening well there had been talk about ben simmons being traded to the golden state warriors and maybe he's gonna get that opportunity because (laughs) could be that draymond green is shipped out of town very very soon i don't know how you insult your two bosses and keep your job so we'll see what happens with one Mr. Draymond Green? Speaking of insulting everybody above you, what's going on, Sex Panther? You know, see, this is where it starts. This is how it happens. Like, the DJs probably find it entertaining. Max and I go back and forth. and But it's Arch's fault. Arch doesn't keep us in check. Arch doesn't, you know, try and calm the waters. When, when two grown-ass adults have a disagreement, it's somebody else's fault. It's anybody's fault but mine. That's usually how it rolls, right? Uh, I mean, true. true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> what are we talking about, Arch? What are we talking about? It's over at SI.com. SI.com. I'm pulling it up now. So those of you watching. Oh, real quick, before we do that, uh, Mr. Ty says good morning. Hey. Good morning, Ty. There we go. So now we'll get to it. All right. Great. Here so we you- go. Headline says, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, blame Steve Kerr and Warriors management for breakup. This is posted 20 hours ago. Kevin Durant and Draymond Green were Warriors teammates from 2016 to 2019. We know that. They won a couple of titles. Durant, of course, uh, had that bad injury in the finals where they lost to the Raptors. Uh, but recently on – it was a conversation on Green's uh, – who, who's this Green person? Uh, Draymond Green has a, a show called Chips yeah. right on Bleacher Report. And they both said that they believe Steve Kerr and general manager Bob Myers caused the breakup – because these two guys had a fight. Here's a quote. It wasn't the argument, Grant said on his decision to leave the Warriors. It was the way that everybody, Steve Kerr, act like it didn't happen. Bob Myers just tried to discipline Draymond and think that would mask over everything. So wait a minute. These guys get into a fight. They get into the fight. And it wasn't the fight that upset poor Kevin Durant and his (laughs) fragile fucking ego. It wasn't the fight. It was... That they just said, okay, well, it happened and we're moving on. You're you're disciplined and then that's it. What are you supposed to have? They're supposed to have a fucking powwow? Are you going to call in Kyrie Irving to do a fucking seance or some shit? Like, what are they supposed to do? 
Well, here, if you, Green if agrees, you, and then Draymond Green agrees. If you read the entire article or, in, in, or listen to the interview, <clears throat> they brought up the last dance, and they brought up Scottie Pippen. Like, Scottie Pippen had one of his little pouting sessions, took off his shoes, wasn't going to play in a game. I think that was the Tony Kukoc game. Um, and, you know, in the last dance, they addressed it. They're like, look, no, this is no way. The, you, you don't get to do this, Scotty. They, they, they kind of held his hand to the fire, like, this isn't how we do things here. And I think that's what Green and KD are trying to say is, like, you guys just swept it under the rug. We had to face it every interview because nobody said, hey, two dump fucks, stop acting like second-grade children own this argument and let's move on. I, I get what they're saying, but they also look like a couple of pussies by blaming somebody else. Like you guys be adult yourself. You know what I mean? Because you know what happens though, is then when they, they, they say, Hey, dumb fucks don't do that anymore. We don't want to be yelled at by you. So it, it's a, it's a lose, lose, no matter what. I mean, I think we know the issue is Kevin Durant. I mean, I think we've seen Kevin Durant and, and how bruised he gets about anything. No, I'm just delighted. Yeah. Oh, I was just, I'm just delighted there's actually somebody else in this world, Max, that agrees with me that Kim, <laughs> Kevin Durant is not this this hall. I mean, he probably will end up in the Hall of Fame because his numbers will say so, but he's not. He's like a he's a glorified number two. Uh, what what we reacted to a Twitter uh, thing the other day about Kevin Durant being top ten all time. Like he's not. No, this guy no. is not. He's not a top 10 all time. I agree with that. He's the softest. He might be the softest professional athlete in all sports. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is that it for this? You done with this? I guess so. I, I guess we're just I'm I'm just appalled by it. I just I don't like when, when athletes, you know, do this and uh, you're on the same fucking team. You know, yeah, the green still plays for Steve Kerr. <laughs> not for long. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's going to make that's going to make this season. So uh, how, let's see if they hear what they said. Is Steve Kerr addressed this with Draymond yeah. Green head on? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, it's bullshit. Anyway, uh, other story. We got another story. Courtesy of the root. Listen, I tell you guys, I- I'm all over the internet scouring for stories for you. So I think it's the second story from the root that I've posted in the last week or so. Former Indiana Pacers coach, Isaiah Thomas. I love this headline. Diagnosed as clinically insane. <laughs> After claiming he could have prevented the infamous malice at the palace brawl. This is, of course, in in response. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. It's the Netflix uh, documentary, Untold Malice at the Palace. And uh, Isaiah Thomas basically saying, he's like, listen, you know, if I was still the coach of the Pacers, if I was still there, then those Detroit fans, they would have respected me. They would have known I'm the legend, Isaiah Thomas, and the, the fight wouldn't have happened. So first off, I call bullshit. Second off, you didn't have a job anymore as the coach uh, because you just sucked. And that was a championship caliber team that you fucking squandered. So, uh, and I think your post, uh, post Pacers career as running the Knicks and, and whatever you did afterwards uh, kind of uh, shows that as well. So I do not think Isaiah Thomas could have stopped the malice in the palace. It, it was, it was a powder keg. I mean, it was, it was, it was prime and ready for something like that to happen. And in many ways, I'm, I'm going to sound weird saying this, is I think it needed to happen. I think there's a lot of entitlement of fans who think that they buy a ticket and can say and do anything. And I kind of felt that the players for a while, it was building up. And you needed that release to address the issue head on. Right, Draymond Green? Right, Kevin Durant? <laughs> 
you know, I, I just find the headline of the article, you know, Isaiah Thomas, through all of his exploits in, in uh, basketball, him being the coach of the Indiana Pacers, how they, <laughs> they, they titled this. But look, Isaiah, I think, has he's got the most glorified vision of his himself. His self-esteem is not lacking because this is a guy that Michael Jordan didn't want on the dream team. He got ran out of Indiana. He was a debacle with the Knicks. This guy. I mean, I think I love Kevin Durant compared to Isaiah Thomas. Uh, this this guy's just a fraud. I don't even know how he gets talking space. Like, how, why does this guy even get to talk? I I've never been an Isaiah Thomas fan or guy, and uh, yeah, and the fact that he would think that he has enough clout it just goes to his ego. He has enough clout. He's going to stop a bunch of drunken fans from starting a melee uh, I, I just don't even i don't even know where to go with this highlighting something on the screen yeah, yeah. you want to read that yeah, yeah i was the coach that rick carlisle carlisle replaced and i thought i did a good job with that pacer team isaiah thomas is saying but i also have to say this had i not got fired i believe i would have won a championship with that pacer team and i don't believe there would have been a malice at the palace because i don't believe the piston fans would have acted that way with me coaching that team there you go. Listen, you know, you, I think Panthers uh, said it and and I'm going to, uh, you know, echo that statement is I think I would like Isaiah Thomas a little bit more if he just didn't talk about himself so much. Right. And talk about his greatness, because if you look at what he was able to do on the court as a smaller guard and 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 what they did in Detroit and how he led that team to championship and, and you know, if he just shut his fucking mouth maybe he would be heralded as one of these great, you know, I love Allen Iverson, right? We, we all kind of like, you know what I'm saying? We all kind of like raise Allen Iverson up. And again, he had bravado, he had confidence, but he wasn't douchebaggery like fucking Isaiah Thomas over here. And we say, man, he was one of the greatest players of all time with Isaiah Thomas. Like, I guess we don't even have to say it because he says it all the fucking time already. You know? <laughs> no, he was a good guard, especially for his size. A very good guard. I think the Michael Jordan not winning on the dream team, that's a whole. There's a lot of layers to that, too. How much pull does Jordan have when his, when Isaiah's own coach can't get him on the team? <laughs> all the pull. <laughs> all, all the pull in the league, honestly. That, 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 but, well, again, uh, the 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 two points that I've pulled about why Isaiah Thomas wasn't on that team one was the fact that th- they kind of wanted to have fun, right? This yeah. is the the assembling of the greatest, and they wanted to have fun. And the the you know it's sad when you bring fucking John Stockton and Carl Malone and you still have fun, but you know you know what I'm saying they wanted to have a fun time, and they're they're basically says like man if we bring Isaiah along this party's gonna fucking suck. <laughs> we're, we're going to be in Barcelona and it's going to fucking blow with him around. So that was one. Mm-hmm. And then two, of course, you know, like Jordan just fucking hated him. Yes. Just, Jordan just absolutely hated him from his time with Detroit and thought that he was a complete scumbag. So, I mean, you know, those were the two main reasons. But number one is, yeah, Jordan had all the fucking pull. He could do anything. Right. Well, you know, talking about coaches making good decisions, bad decisions. I mean, Jimmy Johnson for the Cowboys came out and said, yeah, there are different rules for how good the players are. I treat players differently based on how good they are. I don't have a problem with that. No, I don't either. I think you have to deal with them like that. Like there's, there are different rules for Troy Aikman than there are for, you know, some bumfuck uh, backup guard 
It's the same as anything in management, though, right? I right. mean, you have different you have different rules for different people on your team. If you trust someone more, if they completely if they execute well, if they if they if they can just take things on their own and run with it without you having to fucking micromanage them, of course they're going to have different rules. I'm not going to micromanage someone who is a self starter that can do shit. Someone that I need to program like a computer. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be programmed like a goddamn computer. And I think that's that's the same thing with, with coaching players, right? Of course, the star players need to have as long as they're producing, as long as they're doing what they need to do on the court. It's know. not to the detriment of the team. The team isn't. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, and a lot of time in the locker room, too, you look at guys like, you know, Peyton Manning, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. You look at these guys and a coach knows what he has. This is an extension of the coach in the locker room and the locker room respects these guys. I wonder in Detroit. I don't know. I've never heard this come up, but did the locker room teammates respect Isaiah Thomas in Detroit? Obviously, they didn't, you know, with the dream team, they didn't even want him there. So I think it comes down to that is does the locker room, the locker room will tell you who your leader is. And and, in Isaiah Thomas's case, I think we're even starting to find that somewhat with LeBron James. I think you would. Max made a comment about describing Isaiah. I was like, Jesus Christ, you're talking about LeBron right now. (laughs) Uh, You know, it, it just comes down to, is this guy the leader? Not because he says so, just because. Hey, we look at him. Patrick Mahomes, this dude came in as a fucking rookie. This, he's in what, year number four now, third year as a starter? That's his team, and he's never had to say so. Right. Absolutely right. And yeah, some player. this goes back to your point of Kevin Durant being a two. Not a two in talent, but a two probably in personality. He's deferential. He defers to somebody else all the time. Yes. He's, he's, he's actually a pretty quiet, quiet person, and your, your leaders, your alphas, aren't quiet i mean they're they're but they're respected um and i it's like in golden state kerr kind of was the guy because i don't think curry ever took that leadership curry is a pretty quiet guy his talent is a plus level i love steph curry but as far as leadership you don't see that out of him you know i, I overall i think your statement is right but if you look at someone like tim duncan who quietly led that team for many years I, I think I think it's possible, and I think if Durant had a role model, someone like that, where yeah, you can keep your mouth. You don't have to fucking talk. You don't have, but you do it the right way. You put in the work. You put in the effort, and you don't bitch about things. But, you know, Tim Duncan never had to bitch at a referee. If you watch film of Tim Duncan, I don't think he's ever said a word to the referee. He looked at them. <laughs> he glared. <laughs> he glared at the referee. That's all he needed to do. And the referee's like. Yeah, my bad. Right. <laughs> I don't I think got you next time. Just, <laughs> can you imagine a scenario where Tim Duncan says he felt like he got bullied or pushed around? Right, right. right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Well, that. Quick break. Oh, quick Jesus break. Christ. We need a break. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about DJ gear. Hey, head over to absolutegenshit.com. Click on the DJ shop. Buy some of our gear. You can get the near elite. You can get bubble champs. Football's right here. Will we have. Uh, uh, a repeat with Tampa. Are we going to have to find a, a Tampa Bay a Brady type uh, uh, shirt to, to put out at the end of the season? I don't know, but you can celebrate the NFL with our Zeke physique, with our Frogers. Hey, maybe Frogers gets it done this year. Maybe we can really celebrate and sell some merch when he wins it <laughs> this year. Green Bay fans can shove it in my face. Buy our gear. Keep the lights on around here and go full D-Gen. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. 
Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It won't happen, Max. No, this is totally not going to fucking happen. No, there's no fucking way. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm rooting for? I'm rooting for the Tampa Rays. Oh, you know, I, I get this vibe, and Arch might get this vibe, too. Very Royals-esque vibe. <laughs> yeah. Fall short in the in the World Series and come back the next year. The Tampa Bay Rays, I think they're going to get it done this year. And then there'd be Tampa Bay. The year 2021 belong to Tampa. There you go. Oh, God. Light, yeah. Lightning, Bucks, and Rays. Whew. I'm not touching that game today either. It's a little too chalky for me. Hey, listen, let's talk about Los Angeles, Anaheim at Detroit. Vegas gave that gift yesterday. You guys take it. You. I, I, I didn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we're talking the pre-show. Just, my God, Otani just looked absolutely incredible yesterday. Angels get another win in the series. Going to go for the series sweep today, but who do they got on the mound? It's not Otani. They wish they had Otani on the mound again. It's, it's uh, Jose Quintana and his 10.26 road ERA. Ooh. Going against Panthers' favorite pitcher, though, right? Matt Manning. Matt Manning. <laughs> uh, listen, he struggled all season, too. If you look at overall ERAs, they're, they're pretty much on par. But if you look at home, it's like half. His home ERA is half his total ERA. Uh, both teams get ahead to the airport straight after this game. Anaheim, I think they, they play Cleveland this, uh, this, this weekend, and then Detroit's going to head to Toronto for a series against the Blue Jays. So it's a travel day, and you always say, oh, well, players play, blah, blah, blah. It's a short fucking flight. Like, I mean, Detroit to Toronto is, is like, what, 30 minutes, 40 minutes? That's Detroit to Cleveland, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. I mean, come on. They're, they're not going to be on the plane that long. I think you're going to see the full lineups today, and I don't think the Tigers get swept so a $10 bet on Detroit. Yeah, we know these names, Quintana and Manning. Um, we've known Quintana as a starter uh, with the White Sox, with the Cubs. and uh, But now he's not. He's an opener. And Manning, he can't get out of the second inning to become a starter. He's basically an opener. This guy gets shek, you know, shell-shocked in the first or one or two innings. Um, so I think this is a bullpen game for both teams, Angels by design and Tigers by... Well, suckery, I guess. Uh, but I, I trust the Angel Sticks more than I do the Tigers. And I think, are we still waiting for Miggy to hit number 500? Is he still stuck at 499? I think so, I think yeah. He is. Yeah. yeah, so uh, maybe that's what we're, we're looking for today. But I think the Angels are the better team right now, and uh, they do complete the sweep. So $20 on Anaheim. I like Detroit. Uh, what, they're still plus 105, right? I'm not looking at the screen right now. They're still... 
102. 102. Okay. Well, it's yeah. still a little bit of value there. Yeah. So, yeah. Plus 102. I like it. Uh, I want Detroit. Uh, 15 bucks there. Something you should keep an eye on. Team totals. Detroit over four and a half is plus 104. Oh, they probably get that. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so. I think when the total on this game was nine and a half. Nine and a half. So expect some scoring to be done here. There you go. Yeah, I, I agree. Hey, last one up for me. I only got one more. Seattle at Texas. Uh, Seattle's won the first two games in the series, but they've both been close. They have three one games each time. You know, Rangers in the previous series managed to get two of three from Oakland, who we could say Oakland is probably the better team than Seattle. I think so. So I just can't see Texas being swept here by Seattle. I mean, I can see it, right? I mean, the Rangers suck. Like, so I can see it. I can envision a future tomorrow when it comes to the show and see that Texas got swept, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Seattle, a sub 500 team on the road. We know that they're one of the luckiest teams in the league. Uh, I was on Texas on that first game of this series, if you remember, and Spencer Howard was supposed to start. He did not start that game. I remember having a conversation about Panther, about Spencer Howard. He did not start that game. Taylor Hearn started that game instead. So Spencer Howard gets a start today. We know. We, we know the story about him. He has not lived up to his ace-like potential. I just I have a feeling that he's not going to totally fucking suck today. So that is my bet. A $10 bet that Spencer Howard won't totally fucking suck today and the Texas Rangers. Uh, even if he doesn't totally suck, the Rangers just can't seem to generate any offense. I mean, you're right. Seattle is lucky. When you look at their record and you look at that negative run differential, that um, they're a very fortunate team. And Houston and Oakland are doing everything they can to give Seattle a chance. They're five and a half games out of first place now. How, that's how bad Oakland and Houston have been playing. But in this game, you know, with Flexen on the mound, I know his road ERA is a little subpar, but the Rangers, since that trade deadline, they got rid of Joey Gallo. They brought in some of these young kids that are not uh, hitting the ball well. They're not generating enough runs, and I still don't like Spencer Howard. So I will eat the chalk and put 20 bucks on the Minesweepers. All right, I'm off this game. I'm leaning Texas pretty hard, but they're just ever so slightly priced out of it by half a percent. So... Lean Texas, if it goes up just a tick over the 133, I would probably bet them. But don't think it's going up. No, it doesn't look like it. Don't think it's going up from what I'm seeing. I think uh, you're you're lucky to get the 133. I think I've lost about $10. Uh, no, I've lost $13 in the last uh, hour and a half. Yeah. So I think it's going to keep going down. Well, maybe Paul Allen wakes up and bets the Mariners. And then- <laughs> Uh, isn't he in London? Didn't uh, didn't he uh, go away? And uh, Patrick Bateman's still looking for him. Oh boy, that's a hell of a reference. Oof. Oof. No one's getting that one. Panther, your turn. Uh, one more actual bettable game here. The Astros are not getting swept by the Royals, are they? Uh, <laughs> are they? Are I think they? they are. I think they are. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's even getting better. Well, I can't tell. It's getting better. It looks like it's bouncing all over the place. I trust Luis Garcia. I, I think the kid has pitched really well this season. Mike Miner has not pitched all that well for the Royals. And this is just the whole gambler's fallacy. Astros, and they've lost four in a row. They've not looked right. They're not hitting the ball. They're not pitching well, but I think they can get it together today. I'm betting money that they get it done today. 20 bucks on the Astros. I I want to bet the Royals. (laughs) I really want to bet the Royals. It's going to be a hard lead. There's another game. I don't know if you guys are going to talk about Arizona. Like The Royals and Arizona, I wanted to jump on both of them today. 
I really, really did. And then I was like, they, they can't win, can they? But the Royals can't sweep Houston. Ugh, a lean on KC. It's tough. I'm going to lean Houston here, Panther. But man, <laughs> I don't like the way the line moves. I mean, I agree with you. Houston should win. Of course, they should have been winning all these other games, too. Uh, so I'll lean Houston. I'm just kind of scared off this game, but I wouldn't be overly petrified if I was you because people are probably just taking the Royals just because. Well, they won two in a row. Right. I mean, it's yeah, but value and the value is there. Okay. So there's three other games that I want to talk about, but I don't, I'm not betting them individually. The chalk is way too high. I'm actually going to put three together in a, in a parlay. It's one bet, a three-game parlay bet here. We'll start with the fish at Cincinnati. Zach Thompson, uh, he's pitched very well all season going against Luis Castillo. The fucking Reds dropped two to the Cubs. What the hell? This team, if the Padres didn't suck so bad, the, the Reds would already be eliminated. Uh, but I think they can take care of the fish who can't generate any runs. So I'm, I'm going to jump on the Reds here. It's it's real chalky on the line the Arch found for me in Indiana, of all places, minus 235. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, Arch, were you on this one? No. The other one I'm putting in there is the Brewers. Oh, what about at- me? Oh, fine, Arch. No, no, Max, no you were saying- not- I don't, I don't get to talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's Arch's fault. I would lean it's, the it's fish. Fault. I would lean the fish. But- <laughs> Max, are you on this one? I know you're not because you already went. No, I, I, <laughs> right. Fair point. Fair point. I did want to correct you, though. You said something that's incorrect. You said that Kansas City has won two in a row against Houston. They have won three in a row. This series started on Monday. This uh-huh. is their fourth straight game. Kansas City is on the verge of sweeping four games against Houston. So there you go. I'm leading Miami. I can't trust Cincinnati. No, you can't. Uh, Milwaukee at St. Louis. Woodruff against Lester. Lester's just a, a shell of his former self. Uh, I think Milwaukee's been playing much better, and they've created some distance between themselves and the Reds. Woodruff gets – it's, again, real chalky at minus 203, but I think the Brewers get it done. Was that one that you were on, Arch? No. Max? <laughs> No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not on that one. I actually like Milwaukee. I'm leaning them, but I mean, St. Louis seven and three over the last ten games. They are nipping at the heels of the Reds. Your Reds better get shit right. I swear to God, they get the benefit of the schedule and still can't get it right. Uh, and last is the Mets at the Dodgers. Mets squeezed one against the Giants yesterday, and now they get the Dodgers. Uh, we don't have a pitcher, but I'm anticipating with Tawan Walker on the mound, who's not pitched well since the All-Star break. It doesn't matter who the Dodgers put out there. It's probably going to be about minus 200 or worse. Uh, so I'm going to jump on the Dodgers with the Brewers and the Reds for an evening parlay this is the evening part of your parlay there's gonna be two parlays today are you on that game arch actually i am in new jersey the best line we can get is dodgers minus 180 mets plus 155 i like that i want a piece of the dodgers too 15 bucks right there you're, you're gonna make me place that bet for you that's just yeah, brutal right i'm gonna like, call you right after the show <laughs> so awful that's so terrible i mean you're right but it's terrible so it almost seems trappish <laughs> it's, that line seems off you don't like that game, Mark, Max? 
Oh, I already said I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm leaning the Dodgers there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm putting that. It's one bet for me. I'm putting those three together and that's so uh, I, I went through them all, but the, it's just one bet. I'm not betting those individually. It's going to be an evening parlay. And then that's all I have arch. What I leave for you. One game, one game. I am looking at Arizona. I know Max says he kind of likes the Diamondbacks. I'm on the flip side. It looks to me like Philadelphia should absolutely just punk them. So I'm taking the near elite. Mr. Wheeler, minus 186. I've been hemorrhaging value here. 15 bucks on the Phillies. Yeah, I again, I, I'm looking at the, the home team getting a big plus line the way that Arizona's been playing recently. Their recency is so much better than Philadelphia. Philadelphia had a chance to take over that NL East. Yes, they did. They had it in their grass and just fucking fumbled it. They look like the goddamn Eagles out there. Like, that's how bad they look right now. So I'll lean Arizona. But yeah, I from the line movement, from everything I'm seeing, it does seem like Philly could be the play. But even with near lead on the mound, I can't trust that Phillies team, especially on the road. All right. Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one because it's Bumgarner who's really, uh, again, somebody who's a shell of his former self. Um, I think the, the, the play is the Phillies, but man, when they've lost, they haven't won there yet. Their road record and how they're playing down in Arizona. I just don't know how I, I would lean the D backs, but I don't like this game. So I was off of it. All right. We've got a bunch of comments. I'm going to have to kind of parse them out a little bit. Brad driver says, Christ, Thomas is strange. Maybe he pulls his head out of his ass and gets back into reality. Never, never. I mean, uh, where, where did he go after the Knicks? Was he in like Florida international university? And he fucking sucked there too. Yeah, and, yeah. and thought that he was a God and just this, well, this is his reality. I think Brad nailed it. <laughs> You're living in Isaiah Thomas's reality. He he doesn't he just doesn't get it. All right, MJ's the cheapest tip, tipper at the casino. The answer gets thrown out of casinos, and Barkley is a true degenerate gambler. That's why we love Barkley. No, no, absolutely. Charles Barkley, one of my favorite players of all time, my favorite personalities. You know, he said, I'm not a role model. He was my role model. Like, I, I, I really, I took Charles Barkley as my role model. Absolutely. And that's why I'm doing a show that is talking about sports gambling. All right. Love Chuck. If we could ever, ever get him on this show, that would be like the coup de la creme of this show if we get Charles Barkley on the show. I'd fire myself. I, I, would, I would resign to get Charles on the show. Mr. Ty, oops, Mr. Ty spotted the O's two and a half last night. Oh, all right. Just take Tampa Bay and lay the juice money in the bank. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just, the Orioles are just fucked. And Tampa Bay is just running away with that shit. Yeah. Tampa Bay run line. Go yeah, for what, everyone's on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Milwaukee minus one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't uh, trust them on that, but no. I think they yeah. the, get the win. Yeah. Uh, Yankees run line, Brad Driver wants to ask. Um, hmm. I, I kind of like that Yankees game. I, I think they probably get it done. But, I mean, you, you can say, I guess Italian's been not terrible for them, right? I mean, uh, when Garrett Cole was out, I think Italian kind of became their fucking ace. Uh, recency is definitely on his side. I don't hate that. I you know I don't run line much, but I think you need to run line that to get any kind of value out of there. And I do think the Yankees can beat Minnesota. Uh, Yankees at home. Yeah, I, I think I think they're probably going to cover that one. Now this is probably everybody's worst nightmare: is the Yankees finally pitching well, hitting well, and um, they're they're playing really well. You guys realize I saw the stat this morning: thirty days ago, the Red Sox were nine and a half games ahead of the Yankees. Now they're a game behind the Yankees. Um, so, yeah, the Yankees are playing really well. Red Sox are not. And the Twins haven't played well all season. So I, I run line maybe, but no need to. 
Miss Ty says, screw the Yankees to just take the winning game. Okay. That's it. If I missed your comment, I apologize. There was a shitload today. <laughs> Some of the direct reactions to things we're saying, so it's tough to contextualize it. But Max, that's it. That is it. Hey, download the DGENs app for Android iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home. Two parlays today. I gave you your evening parlay. You can slap one together this morning. So after you lose the one in the morning, you just double dip and go back in the evening. But for the morning, I really do like the Angels, like Seattle and Houston. Just win one fucking game. Come on. It's the Royals. One game, man. Put those three together. That'll be your morning, early afternoon parlay. Then you guys are jumping on the website, the app, the Twitter, the Facebook, wherever you're socializing with us. Get on there. Shoot the shit with us. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today when it's all said and done, kids. Let's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.